Blog Talk Radio. This episode is sponsored by an accredited buyer's representative and million-dollar real estate producer, Jacinda Wright. Jacinda is located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for all of your real estate needs. Now, whether you're buying, selling, or investing, Jacinda Wright is delivering passionate and personal service to all of her clients. Care to get more information about this dynamic realtor in the low country of South Carolina? Please feel free to call her at 843-504-6949. Again, 843-504-6949. Or you may also email her at jacindawright at gmail.com. And that's spelled J-A-C-I-N-D-A-W-R-I-G-H-T at gmail.com. It's the talk with Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. (laughs) I am so glad that you all have decided to join me on tonight. Tonight's show is titled Candid Conversations Part 3. In just a few, I'll be sitting down with four openly gay men. (laughs) And we're going to be discussing various issues, topics, everything surrounding love, relationships, friendships, social media, and whatever else we can think of one tonight. So be sure to join us in just a few seconds or a few minutes um, as we take a deep dive into everything uh, conversational. How about that? Now, if you would like to listen to any previous episodes of the Talk with Mike and Friends, feel free. We have different platforms, different ways that you can actually get involved to listen, subscribe, and all that good stuff. First, there's hipcast.com. That's H-I-P-C-A-S-T.com. You may go to www. H-I-P-C-A-S-T.com. You're going to click on the podcast directory link at the top of the page. Click search. And in the search box, you will simply type the talk W forward slash Micah and friends. And everything should pop up for you. Then we have the infamous iTunes. Okay? So if you have an iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5S, 5C, 6, 6S, uh, 6 Plus, all that stuff, okay? You can click on the Purple Podcast app on any of those iPhone devices, select search at the bottom right, and enter the talk W4 slash Micah and friends, and there you have to your availability all 47 episodes. And I believe this is episode 48, if I haven't lost count. Last but certainly not least, the site that makes it happen each and every episode, blogtalkradio.com. You may visit the show's page, which is blogtalkradio.com forward slash talk with Micah. Make sure to hit the follow button, and then you can peruse the page to listen to all previous episodes, okay? So we have hipcast.com, we have iTunes, as well as blogtalkradio.com. Now, to everyone out there who would like to promote your business, your brand, or your next event, please email us at thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com so you too can be featured on the next episode. So hey guys, if you have a new business venture, you have a brand out there, you have a new event, pageant, ball, I don't care what, it, whatever it is, if you want to get it advertised, get people to your event, please email us at thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com and I'll be more than happy to hit you back with instructions on how to get your business brand or event advertised on the next show. 
Now, also, to my friends and supporters out there, I am actually looking into creating my own website. Okay, I want to go ahead and assist everyone in the community with promotions, you know, um, not only my show, but, you know, the promotion of my show and all that good stuff, but, you know, your promotion, whatever you, you got going on out there. Uh, so area bloggers, events, products, monthly contests, whatever's out there, I want it to be featured on this one-stop shop website. So I definitely would love your assistance. If you'd like to contribute to a great start, please be sure to visit www.gofundme.com forward slash the talk with Micah. Again, www.gofundme.com forward slash the talk with Micah. Now, whatever you can contribute, whether it be $1, $5, $10.50, or $500, hey, all coins are appreciated. Now, with all of that said, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with Candid Conversation, Part 3. What up, guys? I'm A.L. And I'm C. And we're the Etcetera Twins. Make sure you guys check out our brand new single, Confetti, available on iTunes and Amazon today. Here's a little sneak peek. Etcetera Private. It's a private body. That I wouldn't produce or put out any type of project if I didn't have something to say. And so I really didn't think that I had lived enough to write a full book, a sequel, but I actually had something to say and I'm actually in love with this new book. This new book is actually called One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure. It is the sequel to Words Never Spoken and I'm actually in love with this new book. <laughs> about one thing for certain, two things for sure, as I was about Words Never Spoken. What's up, everybody? This is Craig Stewart. My book's Words Never Spoken and the follow-up, One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure, can be purchased now from my website. That's www.craigtherighterstewart.com. Hey, yo, what's up? This is Kendall Brinkley Brown, and here's a preview of my debut single, Why? Available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. You got me saying why, why, maybe it's just in my name, how do you know, Download the hit single Why, available today on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. For more information, please visit www.kindlemix.com. Again, that's www.kendollmix.com. We may not always agree on everything, but we can all agree on the importance of looking out for our families and friends and standing together in the fight against HIV. We've come a long way, but African Americans remain at high risk for HIV. The good news is there has been a decrease in HIV among black women in recent years. The bad news, though, is that new infections among gay men are still too high and are increasing among black gay men. 
Our community comes in many fabulous shapes, sizes, and colors. But HIV is something that affects us all the same. Beyond the fashion and the glam, I deal with the same risks and issues that everyone else does. We've made a lot of progress in the 30 years or so HIV's been around, and people with HIV can live longer and healthier than ever before. But too many black men are still getting affected with HIV, and many who are affected don't even know their status. But we want you to know that it's okay to stand up for yourself. Put yourself and your health first. Everyone should get tested for HIV at least once as part of routine health care. You can go to the doctor, use a home test kit, or find a testing center in your community. Gay and bisexual men may benefit from more frequent HIV testing and should consider getting tested every three to six months. Your HIV test result expires every time you have risky sex. If you test negative for HIV, you can protect yourself by using condoms and taking medicine that prevents HIV. If you test positive for HIV, it's important to get treatment right away. And taking your medication as prescribed is the key to staying healthy. It also lowers your risk of transmitting HIV to others. If the threat of HIV affects one of us, it affects all of us. Knowing your status and taking whatever next steps it requires makes you and our community stronger, stronger, stronger. HIV testing is free, fast, and confidential. Visit gettested.cdc.gov stronger. Get the facts. Get tested. Get involved. Act against AIDS. Hey, y'all, it's Tiffany T. Hunter, your newly crowned Miss Continental 2015, and you're listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. Welcome back, everyone. Um, if you just joined us, and thank you so very much, Tiffany T. Hunter, Ms. Continental, love her so dearly. Uh, if you've just joined us, you've actually joined in at the best possible time. Um, back in 2013, when I created this show to talk with Mike and friends, um, not only did I create this show, but I um, created a series um, installment entitled Real, Raw, and Uncut, uh, where I would have, you know, anywhere from four to six gay men or trans women on the show, and we'll just sit around and talk about any and everything as it relates to love, relationships, and sex. Now, trust, that series could get a little X-rated, but hey, I wanted everyone on the show to feel like they were at home, at my house, at their house, or whatever, and just having those conversations. You know, so um, now we've moved on. Uh, from Real Raw and Uncut, and I'll probably bring that back one one day. But uh, now we have Candid Conversations. So toward the end of the last season, I created a new series within the radio show uh, titled Candid, Candid Conversations. Um, same type of platform, but not so raunchy, so to speak. Uh, but today is my third installment of Candid Conversations, and this is actually, I'm on my third season, but this is episode number 48. Um, so today I want to welcome to the show from Dallas, Texas, we have Trey Milan. From Atlanta, Georgia, we have Danny. From Montgomery, Alabama, now a new resident of Atlanta, Georgia, we have Antonio. And also living in Atlanta, we have Dorian. So welcome to the show, everyone. Hey. How are everybody doing? <laughs> hey. Good. Good. Who was that saying, hey? Was that Dorian? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so now, now is everyone ready to take a deep dive into some candid conversation talk? I'm ready. Yes, we are. We are okay. We're good. ready. Good. Now, to my listening audience, while we'll be, um, you know, talking about various topics, if you have a question or a comment that you would like to ask or share, I'm giving you various ways to do that, okay? So this is something new. So for everyone listening, I know people are called in to the, to the number, 646-716-9735, uh, and we also have people that are 
um, listening via the link, our Blog Talk Radio link. So I'm giving you three options. Number one, this is if you have a, a topic, a question, comment, whatever. Number one, you can simply press the number one on your phone to chime in, and I will allow you guys to ask your question, pose your topic or comment, or, you know, even maybe on a, a panel member's comment or response to a topic, whatever that may be, you can press one. Not now, of course, because the show really hasn't really started just yet, but that is going to be one of your options. So if you want to, if you have a topic or you have a, a comment or response to something that we're talking about, press one, and I'll try my very best to get to you. So that's option number one. Option number two, this is a big one. <laughs> I am allowing you guys to send me an inbox via Facebook. So that's right. For tonight's show only, I am going to allow you to ask a question or pose a topic for the guys through Facebook Instant Messenger. So you would simply inbox me. You don't, you don't have to befriend me on Facebook because more than likely I'm not going to add you. Sorry, but I'm full. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, na- the name is Micah Pierce. So that's M-I-C-A-H. That's Micah and then Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E. Okay, so and my my Facebook picture, so you make sure that you're hitting the right one because I know there's a few of them out there. Um, my picture is the one with me, my mom, and my dad, okay? All right, so that's option number two. You can instant message me on Facebook. If you have Facebook Messenger on your phone, tablet, iPhone, whatever, um, Micah Pierce, and then I'm going to try my very best there to acknowledge and ask your question to the panel. And finally, number three, for those that are logged on via blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah, you should actually have the option, because I've opened it up, you should actually have the option to open the chat box and type your question or topic there as well. So we have the option of pressing one on your phone to, to speak to us live. We have option number two, which is Facebook Instant Messenger, and we have option number three, which is the chat window or the chat box on blogtalkradio.com forward slash to talk with Micah. So I'm giving you these three options to get on in the conversation so there's no need for any excuses tonight. Um, I know some people get a little scared or a bit timid about being on live radio, so that's why I provided those options on tonight. So now that we have all that out of the way, guys, I'm going to ask you again, my, my panel, are you guys ready? We're <laughs> let's go get ready. Okay, so let's talk about or let's start off the conversation surrounding pre-exposure prophylaxis, or as most people know it, PrEP. Um, I know that we aren't all experts or we aren't experts um, regarding PrEP, but I would love for you guys to, you know, tell me what do you know about PrEP, you know, um, especially to those that may be unfamiliar about it, you know, out there in, in radio land. Um, what is PrEP or, or what do you know PrEP to be? And anyone can respond first. It doesn't matter. Everybody's quiet. Well, this is Antonio, and um, what I know PrEP to be is a preventative measure um, to try to attempt, um, try to avoid from contracting um, HIV. Um, So basically something to take as a preventative measure that would, if you were to come into contact uh, with the virus or very, um, well, I guess if it were like a weak strand, something that could counteract that virus from replicating. Okay, okay. Anyone else want to shed light? on what PrEP is and how you get on PrEP, if you know, or? And I have seen advertised in many places that, um, you know, most healthcare providers are actually providing that to people even without insurance now as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's good. Because the, the last, I know the last, um, I did a HIV, I had two HIV awareness shows, um, one last year 
Well, two last year, actually. I had one in October this time last year and one in uh, March. And we talked about PrEP. And I remember at that time I had the activists and the advocates on the line and all that good stuff. And I know that at one point it was very expensive. Um, to get on PrEP, um, especially if you didn't have insurance. So it's pretty it's, – it's, it's nice to know that you don't necessarily have to have insurance to, to get on it um, or there's ways for you to get on it without, you know, spending a lot of money. So that's good. Does anyone on the line know know of anyone that's actually on PrEP? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Nobody. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I Go ahead. Know someone that's, this is Trey. I should okay. know someone that's on PrEP. Okay, and how's it going for them? Um, I mean, the verdict's still out on it. They just started a, a month ago, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, I have a friend um, that is on it, and um, they. What did he say? Um, like I, I think you have to like you take it, but then it has to be in your system for you know um, so many days, you know, before you want to really, yeah. you know, engage. They, like, in. they say like like twenty days. Right, 20 days to kind of get into your system. And um, I, I really want to start the conversation. Now, there wasn't going to be a, a long, drawn-out spill about PrEP, but I, I wanted to talk about it or, you know, um, to put it up to the forefront. One, for two, two reasons. One, because Trey brought it to my attention um, when I asked, you know, what, what do you want to talk about or what should we talk about? And, and that was one of them. Um, he said, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about PrEP or let's, you know, shed some light on it. Um, so definitely want to do that. And then the, another reason was um, – I don't know if you guys are like fans of how to get how to get away with murder. Um, that comes on ABC on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. That's a plug for them. Um, uh, <laughs> you, you know, on I believe it was the last episode, or maybe it was the first episode. One of one of the two. Um, they talked about prep, you know, and I thought that that was very um, that was good of them. It was very informative to actually hear them talk about prep and what it is, so people are not necessarily scared um, to take it. Um, so I, I'll tell you what I. Um, because what Antonio reached on is, is basically what it is, you know. Um, it is, you know, for the most part, a preventative method. You know, the goal of PrEP is to, pre- to prevent HIV infection from taking hold if you are exposed to the virus. You know, this is done by taking one pill every day, and it's a blue pill. Um, these are some of the same medications or medicines used to keep the virus under control in people who are living with HIV. Now, how do you get on PrEP, you may ask? Well, simply you'll just talk to your health care provider about PrEP. If you or your provider agree that PrEP might reduce your risk of getting HIV, he or she, whoever your doctor is, will conduct a general physical and test you for HIV first and any other sexually transmitted diseases before they go the route of putting you on the PrEP. Um, PrEP is, and this is a disclaimer, PrEP is no way the excuse to just have random unprotected sex or, as we call it, careless, reckless sex. You must still be careful and protect the guys, you know. But I personally think, this is my own personal opinion, so please don't, you know, I'm just keeping it, even though this is not real, raw and uncut, I'm just going to keep it real, raw and uncut. If you think you, if you are someone who loves sex with multiple partners, or you may slip up here and there in the raw dog department, you enjoy those bath houses, <laughs> those sex parties, all of the above, perhaps maybe for you. Um, I also believe, my personal opinion, that if you are someone who is negative and you're in a relationship or you're dating someone who is HIV positive, uh, that's another reason to get on PrEP, you know. So any any, any other thoughts on, on PrEP and, and, and that whole thing? Is that something that you guys would, would consider trying or um, taking or, or what? Yeah. You actually touched on what I wanted to say. Um, 
you know, it's great that we have, you know, this out there to prevent, you know, as a preventative measure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you were saying, don't forget there are other STDs out there. Yeah. Um, oh, PrEP is not going to stop you from gonorrhea, syphilis, you know, herpes or anything like that. You know, stuff that just some stuff won't even go away. You'll be living with it forever, just like HIV. Right. Because yeah. um, what's that other disease? H, um, uh, HPV. HPV. HPV is something that just... It, it can lie dormant in your system. And, see, and they say a lot of people have it, just don't know that they have it. So, guys, it's very, you know, I'm not trying to get so uh, philosophical and, and very emotional and, and do information overload on you guys, but I really wanted to start it out with talking about that really quickly, about PrEP, what it is, and just go out there and, you know, you heard the housewives and, and Lawrence and um, who was that? Who was that other person? Uh, oh, Derek J. You know, you heard them talking about, you know, HIV and AIDS and Go out there and just, you know, be protected always. Go out there and get your tests done. There's so many places that get them done for free. you got all these prides going on that have them set up. You know, grab you some kind of – somebody put on Facebook. It was so crazy. Is that – so I don't know if you guys saw it, but somebody put a picture up. I think it was maybe at Dallas Pride maybe <laughs> this past weekend where there yeah. was a table full of condoms, but all the lube was gone. Oh, okay. I'm gonna need y'all to. I'm gonna need y'all to, to take both. Even if you're not gonna use it, just take both, okay? Don't just take all the lube and then you know discard the condom. But I understand some of you guys want to use certain, kind, you know, certain uh, type of condom or whatever. But um, again, guys, you know, it's 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 good to get you know be informed about it. And before we move on, my girl Flame Monroe. I don't know if you guys out there know who Flame Monroe is, but Flame Monroe, she's a drag entertainer and one of the few transgender comedians out there. You may have seen her on Comic View years ago. Um, she did a quick video um, regarding prep. She tagged me in it. Um, she tagged me in our videos. And I want to play it now before we move to the next topic. Um, she really made some valid points really quickly about prep. And also in some of my upcoming episodes, Flame will actually have her own segment on my show titled Flame Speaks. So I want you guys to look forward to that. Um, so here we go. We're going to actually listen to Flame really, really quickly, and then we'll come right back and talk about whatever, whatever's on our mind. So hold the line, guys. This last question is very serious. Because it's about the um, the rising um, HIV in the community, the number of African Americans that are still catching the virus. With all the paraphernalia, with all the literature that we have out here, with all the information, and with all the the, the, the medication, people are still catching it. African Americans, Black people, at alarming rates because they don't talk about it. It's a key key or it's a read. White people talk about it. White people have seminars. They have group meetings. They have on the Internet. They talk about it amongst each other because it's not this huge stigma like, are you pause? Oh, me too. Like that. That's how they talk about it. That's how they do. Black people don't do that. We would rather be, girl, you know she got to cook. Girl, you know she got the little light light. Ooh, girl, you know she smoking. All of that. Well, while all you doing all that passing around, the ball has to come past you too. So instead of just uneducating yourself about it and freestyling on the next girl, learn about it. They got a prep peel out here of uh, 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 Eric Buckles, who is huge in Chicago for the HIV community and helps the girls immensely, keeps me informed on what's going on. And it's a blue peel called Batruvada called, they call it, uh, well, it's called Truvada, but it's called a prep, P-R-E-P. If you take your pill and let it set in, you will not only protect yourself, but you'll protect somebody else from spreading the virus if you have it. Take your damn blue pill. It's like in the Matrix, the red pill or the blue pill. The red pill will make you forget everything, but the blue pill will save lives 
Take your damn blue pill, save your life, save somebody else's life, and live a long, long time. HIV is not a death sentence anymore. You know, you ain't got to die from AIDS. You can die from getting your motherfucking head split for talking shit to a bitch, but you ain't got to die from the virus. Because there's so many other ways now to save yourself and somebody else. I know so many people who, back in the day, I lost all my friends because they used to take AZT. So, so many people were opposed to taking medication. But that AZT was a killer. Yes, it killed HIV and it killed AIDS. And that bitch killed everything in his path. Your esophagus, your lungs, your uterus, your pancreas, your kidneys. It killed everything, which is why so many people died so fast because the medicine was so toxic. But they have improved it. Rumor has it that in about a year or two, they're going to have a cure. So be around for the cure. Be around for the second coming, ladies and gentlemen. Take your damn medication. Stay strong. Stay healthy. And dodge that bullet. I know a lot of y'all like to have unprotected sex because in the raw ain't nothing like it. But hear me and hear me well. That that is a white lady in your body. And if you don't fuck with her, she won't fuck with you. That damn virus will lay dormant in your body for a hundred years. But if you keep fucking with her, she fucks with you back. You can't compete with her. You cannot. So I tell that to all my close girlfriends. Everybody who knows me knows that's what I say. Protect yourselves. Protect somebody else. Love yourself. This is Flame Monroe. <laughs> I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so very much, Flame Monroe. And she, she, really, she really said something. You know, if you don't fuck with her... She won't fuck with you. So, um, but the, but that that was um that was true. And someone just um or someone just messaged me. Is my people still here? <laughs> Cause y'all might. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. So, somebody messaged me. Um, and they said, hold on, let me go. Cause I said I'm trying to be interactive here. So I'm allowing people to send me messages. So they asked. Oh Lord, what did they ask? They asked basically, you know, if any at all, what are the side effects of prep? due to it being a strong antiviral for the counter of transmission. So this is what I found in regards to the side effects. Hold on, people. Okay, so the side effects are basically, you know, you have uh, vomiting. Uh, what, what was it? They said vomiting was some of the side effects. Another side effect was um, fainting, you know, nausea, all that good stuff. And they also said something in, in reference to, you know, it's, could be possibly like uh, liver disease or you know heart attack. So there's certain there's there's side effects to it, you know. But the great thing about don't if your good girlfriend got a, a bottle of prep, that that don't mean start taking it. I I strongly suggest, and for someone like me who just was diagnosed uh, what a couple months ago with high blood pressure, and me having to finally take never had to take medication a day in my life. So for me having to, you know, get blood work and find out I have all, you know, I have this high blood pressure and I had to, you know, do this for my system to kind of flush my system and, you know, I don't, I'm really not even on it anymore. Thank God I don't, I don't have to take the high blood pressure medicine pills anymore. But you, you could be on something that could, you know, interfere with PrEP. So it's, it's very good that you, you know, go out to your primary care physician and, you know, and let them prescribe it for you, not get your good girlfriend pills or whatever, because you never know. They'll be able to kind of monitor your levels. And who's to say it may do something, you know, it may give you a bad side effect. So it's very, it's, it's most important to go to the doctor and get that checked out. But again, thank you so very much, Flame Monroe. So we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, remember, guys, if you have a comment, question, press one, inbox me on Facebook, Michael Pierce, or go to the chat box and um, say whatever you need to say. So 
I want to ask you guys a question, and I'm going to I'm going to pinpoint uh, Antonio to answer it first. Um, <laughs> let's say you find out, and this is uh, this is by random people, okay? So let's find out that let's say that you found out that your ex boyfriend's new boo, okay? So your ex boyfriend's new boo is cheating on him, and you know this for a fact. Antonio, what do you do? How do you handle that situation? How would Antonio handle it? Well, it really would depend on the relationship that me and my ex-boyfriend have after mm-hmm. the breakup because if we ended on bad terms, that that's really not my concern. Um, and if we ended on good terms but it just didn't work out for the both of us, then I would still want the best for, you know what I'm saying, my ex-boyfriend. So the person that she was dating wasn't like a, hopefully not another close friend of mine, I would reach out to him and, you know, let him know. So it just depends okay. on the relationship that we have together. Pass the book Okay. 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 All right. Well, I like that because I said I sit on I would sit on the damn information. If it, 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 it depends, it depends, <laughs> Me too. It, it, it depends on the. It, it just depends on the, the, the situation and how we ended and what our relationship is at that point. Anybody else want to chime in? Uh, yeah, I agree like with you. you. I wouldn't get involved. Period. Okay, so you. I feel okay, like so, it's not my business. Okay, so Danny and Dorian said they they just would not even um they 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 just gonna but I mean do you guys think that could be just because y'all are jaded or a little bit or y'all are being like I, mean, I think no. my thing is that I've never had a really good ending relationship so I don't really can't really relate to like oh. being friends with the next so I just look some stuff they eventually find out and be upset and then I'll laugh but other than well, that. I'm going to speak from experience. I've actually encountered a situation like that in my past where I did go to an ex of mine who was being cheated on, and instead of my ex, you know, keeping an open mind and finding out what I said was true, I was actually called jealous and said I wanted them back and I just didn't want to see them happy. And mm. when it was none of that, but, you know, I just always learned to stay out of other people's relationships. I learned from that experience. Okay. So, so, so the best thing, you, you say the best thing is really to just stay out of it. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not a, none of your concern anymore. That's none of your business. Correct. Okay. Okay. Uh, Trey, what what do you say? I I personally think that it depends on if you want the person back or not. You know, sometimes you can still have feelings for an ex or something like that. So if you do, then yeah, I would definitely throw the other bitch under the bus and try to get my man back. But <laughs> if it was a situation where me and that person, you know, have moved on, we don't want each other, anything like that, then I would probably just keep my distance and keep, sit on that information and probably read about it to my girlfriend and be like, see, bitch, left me, did me wrong, girl, not cheating on, you know, I would be like that, so... And you know what? And, and 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 I like that, Trey, because I'm just being honest. That's probably what the, the majority's going to do. The majority's going to say, "Bitch, I'm going to sit there and let you get cheated on, especially if you cheated on me, or even if you didn't. Like it, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to. That's none of my concern because sometimes people think about, well, would you do it in the event it was me? You know, if I was getting cheated on, would you come to me and say, probably not? You know. And again, it kind of goes back to what Danny said. Some people just don't want to even be bothered with it. One of one of the um, listeners inboxed me and said, "You have to be the bigger person in that situation." So they say you just have to be the bigger person in that situation. And um, I, I would assume that this person is—I'm not going to mention their name—but they live in Florida. <laughs> uh, I would guess—I would assume that they're saying that you know you have to just be the bigger person in the situation and kind of I guess let them know um, what's what in the event I guess that you care, you care enough to let them know. 
Um, well, he's typing now, so I'll get clarification on that in just a second. Um, so what I want to do now, um, I'm going to go to 832 uh, area code. So hopefully you have a question or a comment. 832 is the area code. Last four digits is 8134. I'll give you a second. So if you need to drop the line, you better go ahead and do it now because <laughs> if not, I'll come in. So 832 area code 8134. Let me put them on. Okay, uh, 832-8134, you're live with the Talk With Mike and the Candid Conversation crew. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Henry Hill. I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Hi, and Henry Hill. You got hey. <laughs> yeah. So I'm calling um, in regard to the um, the whole cheating situation and if my ex was being cheated on what I tell them, um, I definitely would let them know. I mean, for me, if of course, if the, the relationship ended it ended bad, um, I'm going to reach out to them because I feel like as adults we should be able to move on and realize that if we're not compatible and the relationship was not cool, it doesn't mean that you can't be friends with that person. So uh, hmm. for me, I would definitely let them know. Okay, okay. Well, thank you so very much, Henry Hill. So in your case, you said, you know what, regardless of whatever, I, I'll just let them know. Okay, and, and let me ask you this, Henry. What if in the event that you tell them, hey, um, hey, uh, you know, whatever, this is information I got, this is what's going on, and they basically come back at you and, and feel like as though you're just trying to start mess, that, you know, you're really just trying to break up their newfound relationship or their new relationship, how, how do you deal with that? You have to explain. For me, I'm going to grab my nuts, and I'm going to say, you know what, that's fine. You be a fool. You do what you do. I'm just letting you know that at the point that we are now, we are friends. I have no reason to lie to you. I have no reason to try to break your happiness because if I truly love you, I want to see you happy. And if this person is, and I know this person is not making you happy by cheating behind your back, then I'm, I'm trying to protect you and help you because I still love you as a friend, if nothing else. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, Henry. We appreciate you listening. And Henry is one of my former um, panelists. He was actually on the uh, Candid Conversation, so I um, part one or two, I believe. But thank you so very much, Henry. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Okay. Now, someone inboxed me, and they said, coming from a listener's point of view, I'd ask my ex if I ever knew anything regarding his relationship or partner. Would he want me to be completely honest about it or stay out of it? Okay, so he's okay. Okay, I, I get with that. This person, did y'all hear what he said? This person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So he's basically just saying, you know, hey, you know, I'll just ask them, hey, would you want me to be completely honest with you? You know, if not, don't worry about it. Okay. So, um, so, but no one else has been in this situation before, or knows of anyone that has been in this situation, and if so, what happened? What was the end result? Okay, we know Danny has. Door I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a current situation. So I can't tell y'all what happened because it's happening now. So, yeah, but you know, probably next week or the next two weeks because you have me on again. You know, I, can, I can update you. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely, I love that. Um, now, I, if well, Trey, Trey was the only one that was actually on, um, on my part one of the of the four that's on the line, and. Um, we talked. Well, I talked about. I had. A, I deemed a new term called expectation conversation, and expectation conversation is basically what I what I felt expectation expectation conversation was was basically I felt like in our gay straight by whatever, but you know more specifically in the 
LGBTQ or among gay men and women, like, we don't necessarily sit down and have those expectation conversations when we're getting to know one another. Um, a lot of people just kind of go with the flow, and for many years I did that. Um, but, you know, when you've done something over and over and over and you realize that it, that it has not worked, you then have to try a new method or, you know, a, a new tactic. So I, I thought of expectation conversation, which I really just think that um, before you actually go to that point of saying, okay, we are officially in a relationship, we are booed up, we are this, we are that, that you guys really kind of like sit down and have an expectation conversation, like let them know this is what I expect from you, okay, this is what I'm expecting from you, this is what I'm expecting from our relationship, and then asking them, what is it that you expect from me in the relationship? And the reason why I say have that type of conversation early on and have as much of it as you can is because you're able to skip through or pass or avoid a lot of those hills, those valleys, and those mountains early on in a relationship, and you kind of can kind of flow through with it. Do anybody on this line disagree with me with having those type of conversations before you actually, you know, fully commit yourself? Um, I in a, in a way I do, and I the reason okay. why I say that is because people tend to want to put up their best image or their best person or their best future goals with someone when they're initially talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, I found that a lot of the expectations that people, I guess, put out towards me or say that they want, it never falls out that way. Then I have these expectations of them that don't mm-hmm. work out, and then I don't want to talk to them no more. Because hmm. you learned from me at the beginning, like, you're volunteering a lot. When I feel like if you keep it organic and just go with, like, I'm a very go-to-flow type of person, you have mm-hmm. no no expectations. And I think that's the best way to start, personally, for me. So you think the best, you know, the best way to start is just having no expectations whatsoever, just kind of go with yeah, it? Yeah, Initially, because uh-huh. I feel like if you actually go on and talk to someone and say, like, hey, these, this is what I, I want to move or into a house or have a family or do this and that at first, of course I think people tend to always want to put that uh, fairy tale story initially because no one wants to come across, I guess, as an odd person initially. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like eventually you can go into it, but I feel like it's just through organic conversation and just organically getting to know a person, you kind of feel or you eventually will learn what they what their morals are, what their future goals are, what they see in the future. I okay. still think that's easier said than well, Dorian. Well, mm-hmm. I somewhat um, disagree. Hold, 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 on, hold on, Antonio. <laughs> Go ahead, um, Danny, and then we get to Antonio. Okay. I kind of think that's easier said than done because even when you're not putting any expectations out there, as humans, we have them anyway. And number two, even if you don't, you know what you said about a person wanting to put in a good front, they're going to, 99% of people do that regardless whether, you know, you're asked about expectations or not. 99% of people don't show you who they really are when you first meet them anyway. Yeah. True. That's good. That's good. Let me, um, go ahead, Antonio, then I'm going to tell you all what my tactic is when I meet these people on um, Jack and all that. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> well, um, I kind of agree with the expectations and having a conversation because, like, I know, like, to some, it may be petty, like, but for example, like, with me, if I meet somebody and we chatting or whatever, and it's like, okay, for it's like, I'm going to use sex for an example. Mm-hmm. Um, if we meet and you're like, well, do you want to smash dude or are you trying to get to know me or whatever? Mm-hmm. If I say I don't mind getting to know you, I'm going to let you know, don't expect me not to say if I'm horny because it's like when people say, are you interested in me? It's like, okay, I, I got to hold the goodies. 
and I feel like I'm going to let you know up front. If, if I'm saying I want to get to know you, I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm a horny, so you don't feel like it's about sex. It's like you can either assist or I can use my right hand, but I kind of like to let people know that, you know, I do have a high sex drive. And if I'm getting to know you and I'm giving you all my time, I'm not going to act like I don't want sex. So it's, like, expected that, you know, you can either help or not. So it just depends on the circumstances. Okay. Okay. What what are, what are, like, when you're you're sitting down, well, I said I was going to talk about my my jack. Okay. So I'll I'll say say about my jack, and then I'll I'll ask you guys a question. Okay, so when Danny was talking about, um, I think it was Danny, but um, in regards to, you know, people, or both of you guys, Danny and Dorian, in regard to the conversation about, you know, saying some people are going to only be for, you know, who they are, but for so long and this and the other. Okay, so when I, I don't meet people on Jack, and I'm sure somebody's probably listening that is talking to me on there, but haven't met me yet. But when, I'm, when, <laughs> I, when I am talking to them, um, I kind of look at it, and Jack is really not on our agenda, but it doesn't have to be. Um, I don't really go out trying to seek and trying to be with them, or I, I have no. Now I have no expectations, expectations when it comes to that. I may let you know, kind of give you a blueprint of what I'm on here for, if anything. It's some, it's an app that I use every. You know, I may log in once a week or once every two weeks or whatever the case may be. But how I kind of decipher, you know, who is really trying to get to know me and not. I'll sit there and I'll talk to you for a long time. Like, not necessarily on Jack. Like, the conversation will go from Jack to text messaging or conversation over the phone or whatever. But you're going, you're only, for me, you're only going to be able to put up a front for so long. You know what I'm saying? So if you're, if you're really trying to get to know me and, and, and take it to the next level or, you know, date and this and the other, like, I, during that time of me having a conversation with you, it would be a phone and be a text message. I'm, knowing, I'm learning a lot about you. You know, and after a while, I'm going to know if you are that person that says, oh, I love consistency, but you are so inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm getting all that because what that does for me is telling me I don't even need to go on a date with you. I don't need to get to know you because you are really horrible at either communicating. You're just inconsistent in your ways. You're really not what you said you you were because you, you're saying, hey, you want to get to know me and this and the other, but at two o'clock every at, at night or in the morning, you're asking me what you're doing up. Yeah, yeah, I want to come over. Can I do? You know what I'm saying? So, for me, that's all, that's been my thing for a long time. Even back to men for now, a for a DGC days, <laughs> living in Atlanta. Like I'm just okay. You say you want to do this, get to know me. I'm gonna learn. I'm really gonna know who you are through all these times or these days or or, or I mean, it's been months where it took me a, a minute to meet somebody just because I'm not so in a rush. But I really do believe that after a while, somebody is going to just, you know, they, they're, they're truly colors are going to show regardless. But my question to you guys is, like, when you are having a – and it may not – you may not deem it your expectation conversation, but when you're sitting down and you're having this conversation with somebody that you're a, a maybe about to get in a relationship with, what are just some of those things that you have to address with your potential partner before agreeing to make it official? I, I don't. I can't believe that there's just uh, just no expectation thing. Like you have to have certain things that you just have to address. So what are those certain things that you have to address before you say we're, we're going to be a couple? Oh well, I thought you were talking about like at the complete beginning, but eventually there are no. like certain things. Um, like over time, and I. Like, I feel like discussing HIV status is extremely important as far as going mm-hmm. forward. Um, 
Also, when it comes down to jobs, I feel like stability is important because in the world that we have now, you need money in order to, I feel like, enjoy it. To, that's just my opinion. And mm-hmm. me, I feel like when you're in a relationship where two men, it's not like a man and a woman mm-hmm. where you can kind of how, how, um, how the world has created it to where, like, a lot of times the men take care of the women. We're two men. We can take care of each other, or I can take care of you. You take care of me. So I feel like stability is important. Um, and also, I'm I'm not necessarily religious, but I'm spiritual. So I would have to be with somebody that also is spiritual. I feel because we can grow from each other, and yeah, that's, those are like the top three things: stability, HIV status, and as well as um, stability as far as and I'm sorry, and religion and spirituality. Because mm-hmm. I was about to run down. I was like, okay, so I had them all written down and ready to do a rundown. Okay, HIV status, <laughs> stability, and um, being spiritual or, or religious. Okay, that's a good one. Um, anyone else? What What are some of the things, Antonio? What give Give me one thing that you have to address before you you know get with your partner and say, hey, we are a couple. What's the one thing <clears throat> you have to put out there? Well, one of the number ones that which is what I think Dorian mentioned was stability because I'm really big on um, independence, and I feel mm-hmm. like um, us, like we as uh, adult men, should be able to provide and provide for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big ones. But we have to discuss like communication because once we decide to cross that line of being in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. it does. Antonio. Did he, Antonio? Is everybody else here? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, can you, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Go ahead. Yeah, so like I said, um, stability, which Dorian mentioned, but also communication, because once we cross that line of, of a committed relationship, I want them to understand that no matter what either one of us go through or what uh, aspects happen or take place in our lives, we still owe it to one another, owe it to, one another to communicate with each other versus it's a, a text, hey, hey, bae, I'm, um, this is what's going on today. Just want to let you know that in case I didn't call or you didn't hear from me throughout the day or at least a good night or a good morning. So that's kind of like big to me, communication. Okay, I love that. What? Go ahead. Somebody want to say something? Well, I was going to say for me, Micah, mine is a little different when I'm, you know, like when you're saying when you like talk, so you have to have one thing that I always mention is something about me. Um, you know, you know, you did, you featured, you know, my story before, and, you know, I was incarcerated before. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I always put out there to someone when I'm getting to know them to let it be their choice that they still want, you know, I'm doing great now. You know, my past is not who I am today. Right. But some people just don't want to deal with someone who's been in that situation before. So I get, I leave the choice up to them and I always lay it on the table. Okay. That's good. That's a, that's a really good. And what about mm-hmm. you? What about you, Trey? Yeah, actually what he just said is actually what <clears throat> is something that's very important to me. I don't know why. Uh, but for me, knowing a person's past is extremely important. Um, and not just their past, meaning in terms of like, you know, uh, their criminal history and things like that. Right. But I need to know who you used to fuck. I need yes. to know Jack, who you hooked up with on Jack, what bitches in my city you used to talk to. Mm. I need to know all those things because I'm not going to be embarrassed. I need, You know, I need to know. I, you know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. Mm. So I don't know a person's past, especially, you know, I need to, for me, I, I do a lot of pillow talk with guys that I like. If I really mm. like you, you'll know because we'll spend nights together. And during those nights, we have pillow talk. And that's where I kind of set my mm. expectations and get an understanding of who you are and where you come from and those kind of things. And in those conversations, one of my very first things that I love to ask is, okay, well, let's go ahead and go down this X list. Let's see who we <laughs> both was involved with. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. before you get that process started, do you have a, okay, well, here, you go my phone, give me yours, let's look at each other's jacks so I can see exactly who you was nasty with. You know what I'm saying? I need right. to know. Not saying it's a deal breaker, but I just need to know. No, but that makes sense, Trey, because since so many people out here are jealous these days, when somebody uh, crack uh, your face about somebody you're dating, you can turn around and crack theirs and say, oh, I know, girl. He already told me that. You're boom. not telling me that. didn't tell me. Exactly. That's, and be like, this that dick was limp. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I really like what, what Trey said in regards to past because I would say I – how, how can I say this, Danny? Um, I let's see how can I say this because I don't like to talk about people or anything like that. But I, I felt like for me, because um, I am an open book, I felt like for me that was something that I failed at in a in a lot of. Well, I only had, only had three relationships um, in the um, fifteen fifteen years that I've you know actively been exploring you know my sexuality and being gay, but. Um, three relationships with men. And so what I failed was really knowing their past, their history, where they're from, what they're because through that I've learned some things, I've been through some things with partners that had I just known about their past, had I really sat down and really um, talked to them about their past, I probably would have never been with them um, or I probably would have been able to handle certain situations a different way, you know. Mm-hmm. And so what, and what has happened for me even in a previous relationship, most recent, um, is that I this person did not want to tell me their past. They didn't want to tell me anything about who they dated. Who they dated. Not that I really had my my pen and pad ready. You know, wanted to know who are they dating. We weren't even in the same city, so I would have known known the person, the people, or whatever. But they didn't necessarily want to engage in conversation about their past, uh, whether it be about their lives who they dated or whatever. And what happens is that what I felt looking back is that somehow, some way that subconsciously affected our relationship um, as a couple because there was a um, somebody somebody going in and out of their car. Meet your phone for me, please. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, felt, I felt like, you know, that was um, hindering us from moving forward. That was always a roadblock. And then for me, I'm not a psychiatrist, a therapist, any of that, but I, but I'm very intelligent. So what I realize is, oh, you do this because of this, and like, uh, you know, things start to come out. But I, I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to um, fiddle and fumble my way through and trying to figure out why you are the way that you are. Sometimes I really just believe that, you know, it's okay to be open and honest with someone in in, in the in the forefront of saying we're in a relationship and let them know. I may act like this sometimes because of this. I'm working on it, though, you know what I'm saying, or, or whatever the case may be. So I know for me that past, um, having that past talk is something that I initially didn't do, but I know going forward, especially because I want to be married and all that, I've got to have this talk. I just, you know, mm-hmm. that's something I've learned. I have to have this talk. i got to know, um, you know, because it, it, it's going to help me. You know, it's going to help us, you know, in, in, in the interim, but it's, it's definitely going to help me. Now, I want we talked about stability. So what about money? Because I had a conversation with, um, and I'm going to ask you the real question, but um, I was having a conversation with Henry Hill, who was just on the phone, Henry Hill and, and some guys that we hadn't met, and we went to, to the Denny's or something. We had a conversation. It was about money and stuff like that. And then I had a conversation with one of my friends about it. Does, does money really matter? I mean, I know stability, of course. Yes, we want somebody that's stable, especially when we're stable. But how do you... Like, if you're making, 
I have a friend that makes over $100,000, okay? So right. I have a friend that makes over $100,000. And we had a conversation like, okay, so if you're making $100,000, do you really see yourself dating someone and being with somebody that's making $25,000 a year? So so does money does money really, like stability, yes. They're stable in their own because they're doing whatever with 25000 a year. But when you're making 100 and they're making 25, like that's a big difference. Like, and a lot with that uh, with that big difference, there's a lot of different things that can happen along the way because of that. So, do you guys think like money really matters, or is money a determining factor? Um, how much they make a year, you know, what type of job they have, like does that matter as well when you're selecting your day, you know, your partners or whatever? I'll answer that because I go through this a lot with a lot of my friends because I have. Uh, two different type of friends. I have some friends that are closer to my age or older than me, and they're, you know, setting their careers, making good money. Then I also, you know, through the ballroom scene, I have a lot of kids and younger friends who are, you know, young, just getting started, you know, barely holding on to an apartment, you know, and, you know, in that, in that kind of perspective. And um, so a lot of the time, some of the older uh, gentlemen meet some of these younger gentlemen and there's such a huge disconnect in where they are in life. So mm-hmm. I do think that money plays a part in terms of um, once you do meet the person and y'all fall in love and get together, sometimes the person with the money tends to have a little bit more power in the relationship, and that kind of causes a lot of conflict because sometimes the younger person may have a more dominant personality, but they have to play a some more submissive role because they tax bracket ain't where the other person is. But right. at the same time, in terms of uh, – in my opinion, should how much money you make or lack of, should that play a role in who you get with? I don't think mm-hmm. it should. But I do think you should also always be conscious that when you are dating someone who's in a different uh, income level than you, that it will bring up issues within the relationship, and you're going to have to be very mature on how you handle those. Good. I like that. I also, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, know, I was going to say, it also kind of falls back into what Dorian mentioned earlier, um, you know, about stability and goals. Because mm-hmm. I'll date somebody who's not in my same income bracket as long as I know that they're pushing forward, trying to do better, and, tr- and constantly mm-hmm. trying to strive towards more. But if they're happy where they're at, you know, making 8 $9 an hour, we may not be a match. And I'm not trying to sound materialistic, but there's things that I like to do. Hello. And, and certain things that I want to partake in with my partner. Right. And, you know, if, if they're a person that's working towards something, I'll deal with it until and and even help them get there. But that's if the word. Happy, that's, you know, that's what I was looking. That's what I was looking for. The help part. But if like, they're happy working at, you know, McDonald's for eight nine dollars an hour, you're probably not the one for me. Right. And because <laughs> when you when you well, look McDonald's, at that, fifteen dollars an hour now in certain places. Yeah, well, that's true too. But do you want to be with a bur- burglar or a fry handler? Go ahead, Doreen. And then I was thinking that when, like what Danny said, when you look at it, a person who is okay with making 8 or $9, then you have to kind of look at them deeper. Like, are you just with me because I got the money? And then you have to think, are they being superficial about the relationship? So, I mean, I'm attracted to people that are older than me, and oftentimes they tend to make more money than me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because I do have the goal to be, you know, successful and also wealthy, and then I kind of work hard towards it. I feel like it kind of lets it work out. But then you got to, like what Danny said, the people that make the 8 or $9, like are you with me because I have money or are you with me because you really like me? Right. And, you know, I, I think, like, 
in a sense, you guys can help each other. You know, where you could be making, you know, I could be making ninety thousand a year, you could be making twenty five. You know, where I'm kind of settled in my ways, and I'm, I have this career, and I'm, I'm making this good money. You know, you could be live, vivacious, outgoing, making thirty thousand or whatever the case may be. But you aspire, like I say, you you aspire to, you know, have more. Of course, who doesn't aspire to have more? So let me help you. But in in the sense, that person could be helping you, not not more so money wise, but they could help you to just be like, okay, I want, I need to live more. I need to go out more. I need to enjoy life mm-hmm. a little more. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 a it's a two way street when it comes to that. You know, um, and then you know, you just never know. You may miss your. Your your soulmate, you know, who works at McDonald's, Burger King, Krispy mm-hmm. Kreme, whatever. You you may you may miss your soulmate, but you definitely. I don't think any one of us or anyone out there really wants to be with somebody that's going to be stagnant. Um, that's just going to be like, oh hey, I'm just going to go to work every day, do this, do that, whatever. Like eventually, you're going to have to do something, and I'll try to nudge you a little bit, you know, and try to you know get you get your juices flowing, create you know do something different with your life. But you know, if you don't bite the bait, then oh well. So again, thank you. I'll probably, oh, go ahead. I'll probably miss my soulmate if if it comes down to them being comfortable at McDonald's flipping burgers. Cause, cause, it's a difference right. between being at it's a difference from you being at McDonald's flipping burgers and you actually being in your career doing something you have a passion for, and you right. just and you know your income is gradually increasing based off raises or market right. analysis. But that's different from from somebody working at McDonald's like, oh yeah, man, my check gonna be nine hundred dollars this two weeks. No, ma'am, I will miss <laughs> I will miss love. <laughs> but what's wrong? But what's wrong with that person if they are if they're what if that person is passionate with actually flipping burgers? But if there's a passion behind it, that's that's different. They gonna be a manager at McDonald's. Like okay, yeah, I, want, I, want, I want Antonio. To, yeah. I want Antonio. To, I want Antonio to answer the question that Trey um, proposed to him. So go ahead, uh, Antonio. Answer the question that Trey. If it was his passion to flip burgers, uh, yeah. Then I'm probably just gonna have to keep it moving because if <laughs> if flipping burgers is your passion, then I you should be uh, striving to be the head of the flipping burger chain, not just mm. to be there flipping the burgers. So I would still just I would have to miss my love. Yeah, see, I think that's a huge problem with a lot of gay men, and this is why so many of us are single and why we flip flop from man to man. It's not mm. always about what that man got. You know what I'm saying? And it's not always about, uh, you know, we, we live in such a society where it's like what a person does, what they drive, what they dress like, you know, who their followers are on Facebook plays such a big role on whether you date them or not. And I think we need to go back to the old school days. Think about your grandmother. Think about your mother who took your drug dealer daddy off the street and fed his ass and, you know, and helped him with his passion, whether it was something stupid or not. When, when you, My daddy used to love uh, uh, pouring concrete. My dad used to pour concrete, um, you know, in the hot ass sun and make six and seven dollars an hour. But he just loved it because that's what his daddy did, and that's what mm-hmm. he knew. And eventually, my mama and my daddy sold drugs on the side. He did all, and my mama stayed with him for thirty years. My dad just just died a few months ago, and I say this with passion myself because I truly believe that when you love somebody and you assist them in their life, you. Uh, motivate them with whatever their passion may be, whether it's something you believe in or not, you never know what the outcome was. My daddy died a multimillionaire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And to watch mm-hmm. him grow for us living at, in, in complete poverty to where we used to go dumpster diving, getting cardboard and cans out of dumpsters so that we can have a meal, and to see him leave this earth and leave all that behind and some of it to me, to mm-hmm. me that's a blessing. And I think that yes, it it, it's, changed my, it's changed my perspective 
on what it's like to date someone. You know, the next person that I date, I don't care if they work at McDonald's. I wouldn't care if they work at, you know, if they have a passion for building bicycles and they're not getting paid for it. I mean, as long as you are following your passion, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to stand by your side. I'm going to motivate you. And if that's all you want to do, then cool. That's what you do, and you be the best at it. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to change what I do. It's not going to change how I do things. It doesn't mean that I, just because that's your passion has to be mine, but I'm going to support you, and you never know what the outcome may be. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. You, you, you never know what the outcome may be, <laughs> and, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I apologize you know, for your loss, but in my personal personal opinion, that's why people find themselves in situations where they have to sell drugs on the side because they're with someone who has no aspirations or inspiration. And it's like in order for you to have better in life where you're not in those situations, you have to somewhere find something that, that you enjoy doing that you still can try to move yourself up in society to have that better life where you're not on street corners or having to dig in trash cans or sell drugs on the side. So it's just, I mean, to each his own, we all we all look at it from a, from a different point of view. Because I get where you're coming from. You're saying that, you know, it, it was built, like, they they pushed it where she supported and he did, he, he made, he did what he enjoyed doing and you know it worked for them, but me as a person, knowing that you know what 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 I enjoy doing and where I see myself in life, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be with someone that is happy at a state that something were to happen or we would have a mishap, we're we're stuck with doing something illegal or being without because we have don't have we don't have anything to look forward to. Okay. So someone asked me, thank you, um, Antonio, thank you, Trey. Somebody asked me about what about credit? <laughs> what about credit? I guess credit is along with money. Does credit matter? I mean, because eventually you might be with somebody that, you know, uh, your husband. It's going to be your husband. Uh, tricky. You want to <laughs> buy a home. You want to Exactly. You want to buy a home and cars together and this person's credit is jacked. Like, I just say help them. I'm just going to say, you know, to yeah. the person in Florida. Yeah, help them. <laughs> just help them. I mean, baby, both of y'all may need help. Go to credit counseling, get that get credit up, get those things knocked off, and, and move forward with life. Okay, so we're going to move on. Thank you guys so much. I love that. Um, what do I want to talk about? I, well, I want to talk about insecurities really quickly because um, I I think that when people have, like, major insecurities, that can really – be a major, that could be a, a big effect on your relationship. So have you guys just really been in a relationship with somebody who just had, like, major insecurities, major issues, major problems? And if so, like, how did, how did you deal with it? I mean, did you did it end up in a breakup or how, or, or if you were able to work through it, how did you guys work through that? I can speak on it, Micah, from the end of, in my last relationship, I was the one with the insecurities. I didn't okay. date somebody who was insecure. I was the one that was insecure. Um, and, you know, that person knew that. And because because they knew that and because they knew that about me, <clears throat> they would play on in my insecurities. Mm. And because of my insecurities, I stayed with them longer than I probably should have. Mm. Okay. So so since, so since So now you're not with them. You're in a newfound, lovely relationship. How, before getting into that newfound relationship, how did you work – on that insecurity, so therefore it would not affect the next relationship that you that you got in. Um, you, to be honest, it, it's something that you have to do on your own time. You have to do it 
um, you have to do a lot of soul searching. You have mm-hmm. to come to the realization one day and say, you know, I may not be the best looking guy. I may not be the thinnest guy. I mean, there's someone out there for me. Right. And I'm going to come across people who may not be the one who may amplify my insecurities even more, but that doesn't mean you give up trying. Um, nothing is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Everything you do is a gamble. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I don't feel insecure like I used to. I feel very confident. But that's right. not to say that my current situation and my next situation will still be the one. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I guess, I think, I think Oprah used to say it. Um, Oprah and RuPaul, who I love to death. Um, both of them, you know, they talk about owning it, you know, and I think that's what you just basically did, you know, with your soul searching daddy, just own whatever, whatever that insecurity is, owned it, this is what it is, this is how it's going to be, and move forward. And then when you get in that relationship, we, you have those expectation conversations, you put it out there, but <clears throat> out there to where a person can't necessarily take advantage of it because, hey, I, I own it, it is what it is, we're going to move forward with this, you know, and, and, and whatever. Um, but I I. I, I talk about the insecurity. Well, did anyone else, before I say what I want to say, did anyone else have to deal with insecurities in a relationship? How did you deal with it? How did you move forward? Yeah. Um, well, in terms of insecurities, um, I think everybody has insecurities. No matter if you're the most beautiful person in the world, sometimes you actually have a little bit more than a person who, mm-hmm. you know, may not view themselves that way because mm-hmm. you become your own, yourself's worst critic. But I think that when you're in a relationship, um, you know, you have a job to your partner. You have a duty to your partner. And mm-hmm. and that part and that duty is to help that person grow, whether it be mental well, actually in all these ways, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, you know, everything. And in a lot of ways you become your partner's psychologist. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that every time you come home and you you know, you sit down and you you know, you lay them on the couch and you you know, you pick their brain. But a lot of the time you have to ask questions and figure out what's going on with that person. Again, and this goes back to their past, you know, who did you used to date? What happened? How did they hurt you? What did they do that caused you to be insecure about certain things? And what is it that I can do to help you get over that? So for me, I dealt with that personally. I was in a relationship with a person who was so insecure. It led to a lot of lying. It led to a lot of hiding things. And it also led to a lot of, you know, wearing a lot of masks, covering certain things up, Mm. you know, overdoing things, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Over, you know, trying to be overly masculine to cover up the fact that, you know what I'm saying, the ex used to cheat on him with other guys because, you know, yeah, without telling my business too much. (laughs) But, Mm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it happens. And um, I just think, again, I think that once you date somebody, you have to kind of become their psychologist. And that person has to do the same thing for you, you know? You know, sit down, talk to your babe. Figure out but, what's going on and what is it you can do to help. I get, I get that. I can, I can roll with that. I can understand that. Uh huh. Um, that's what I'm. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> I can, I can get with that. I can understand that. You know, I'm just not gonna be too much of a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, or whatever. This is my thing, and I and I had a, many conversations in regards to that. That you know, you're right, Trey. We all have insecurities. Yes, we have them, and when somebody accepts them, you accept all of them and loves them. Oh, it's just you're in heaven. You know, but when you have those major issues, those deep rooted issues that I can't I can't tap into because I'm not licensed to do so and I'm not about to spend ninety percent of my relationship or our relationship trying to get to the root of those issues to see why you're acting the way that you're acting. Um, as you say, I'm very passionate about that, so I'm almost, almost out of breath. But I'm just not, I'm just not about to do any of that. I feel like a key indicator when someone is is always in a relationship. Now, y'all could probably get, get on me about this, but if somebody's always in a relationship, meaning I'm out of a relationship in May, I'm in another one in July. 
I'm out of a relationship. The next July, I'm in another one in November. When people when people constantly jump from relationship relation from relationship to relationship, I feel you got some issues. You got some issues that you need to work on, and you have not come to grips with what they are. Sometimes I believe that people just need to sit back, love on themselves, enjoy who they are, mm-hmm. and be single. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think you I think you have to do that. The reason why because, I I agree on, I agree on, and on, I disagree, but go ahead. Okay, the reason why I say that is because people because you're not dealing with them. Who who's to say that the next person that you put your issues on are going to be able to deal with it or going to want to deal with it? You have to be in your solid place. This is my own thinking. You have to be in your solid place, in your humble abode, and just be by yourself and love on yourself. Some people look for love so much from other people that they don't love themselves. Baby, you're not going to have a fulfilled relationship with anyone if you don't really desire you and love you wholeheartedly. How in the hell am I going to sit here and seek attention and seek love from another individual when I feel like shit on the inside? So my thing is get to know you, love you, deal with your issues, and when you feel like you are ready, then you move forward. Don't move forward and try to be in a relationship because you love to be cuddled at night, because you love to just be on Facebook and show everybody that you're in a relationship, or you love to be out in the club and be hugged up with your boo or your bae or whatever you want to call them. Like, be in love and be with somebody because you truly want to be with them and you're not trying to dump your garbage on the next bitch because you don't love yourself. That's my thought. Trey, go ahead. Um, So a few things. I do agree with that you should love yourself. I mean, you know, that's number one. But I don't think that loving yourself starts when you become an adult. I think that loving yourself starts when you're young, and that's your parents' job to teach you to love yourself, you know, love who you are, love the skin that you're in. And as you get older, that kind of grows and that manifests into something greater and a greater love for who you are. And that way, sometimes when you love yourself so hard, you you become beautiful inside and out, and you attract partners that are going to, you know, love you for who you are. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you on all of that stuff like that. But But what if you you don't? But what if right. you don't like as a, as a child? Yeah, but and 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 if, and and again, I, that's what I said. I agree with you. So if you don't, you know, that means you need to go back. You know what I'm saying? Because you missed a couple steps. You need to go back. You know what I'm saying? Because you should always love yourself. You know, I always tell people that 50% of one person and 50% of another person don't equal 100%. You got to be 100% yourself, that's and you right. find another person that's 100%, mm-hmm. and then y'all equal one whole. Two halves don't equal a whole in terms of relationships. So I, I always agree. I agree with you on that part. But now, just to go back on something that you said when you're talking about the whole insecurity thing, um, mm-hmm. when I said what I said about insecurities, um, there's a thin line between insecurities and illness, mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? An mm-hmm. insecurity is, you know, I don't like my thighs, or you right. know, I, you know, you know, I, you know, I don't like my hair. I'm uncomfortable with some things that my ex did or it used to tell me that I feel, you know, maybe because my dick size ain't that big, I feel my ex cheat on me. Well, boys, they got bigger dick than me. You know, those are insecurities. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But an illness is something totally different. Now, um, so when I was speaking on what I said, I was talking about insecurities, not people with mental illnesses. So people with mental illnesses, no, you cannot play psychiatrist for them. Those people mm-hmm. need to get seek actual help. And Amen. a lot of time, again, they need to go back and do a couple of steps. Now, yo, what you said, Micah, about couples, <laughs> and, uh, you know, okay, so I feel like sometimes we pretend that Adam was not sent on this earth with Eve. It is a natural, um, uh, I feel like uh, it, it's, a, it's a necessity of life to have a partner. I feel that, you know, Adam was sent here with Eve. 
no matter who, no matter where you go, no matter everybody has a partner, um, a, a relationship, a marriage. That 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 is one of the ultimate goals in life. You know, it's not money. It's not. It, it's to have a partner. So I mm-hmm. think that just because a person goes from relationship to relationship does not mean that they have a mental illness. That is a natural thing to want. And I think sometimes we like to make people feel that them wanting to, just because you made bad choices, well, that's what life is about, choices, experiences. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that we should necessarily – it sounds almost as if we are um, condemning people that go go in and out of relationships. And I, me personally, especially at a certain age, I, I support that. I think you should. Well, well I'll I say like this. I, I'm personally not condemning anyone. And, you know, I speak with passion, so don't don't get confused. I don't, I don't, I don't condemn anyone that that does. But, um, but what I what I have encountered, whether it be through friends, family, myself, or whatever, is that people just have issues. That that that's my focal point here in this conversation is that people just have issues, and and, and what happens is they never really understand or really take a deep dive into really what happened with my relationship. It's like, oh, child, I'm just gonna go over to the next. Oh, he's cute. Oh, he like me. Oh, we hanging out. Oh, we're together. So I'm not speaking to those out there, that percentage that just desire to be in partnership with someone. Again, we all do. But a lot of people have just issues and don't focus on what that issue was in the previous so they can move forward with the next. So you don't who wants to keep who wants to keep just going through people? Who desires that? Who wants that? So eventually one day you have to say, Okay, what come on, Micah, what what am I doing wrong? You know what is it? What is it that I'm doing wrong? What did What did I see that? Oh, if I'm assessing my situation or my previous relationship, what did I do wrong, or what could I have done better? Because I want to be better for the next man. I want to be the best man for the next man. You see what I'm saying? So in order to do that, you know, I, I got to check myself. You know, so that that's. But what yeah, but I, I think that's what makes people relationships in because people go into them with the expectation that it's supposed to be forever. Every relationship that you engage in is not supposed to be forever. Sometimes you break up with that person because your season just ended with that person, just like a friendship. So mm-hmm. just because you and that person only made it for a year, maybe that's all you were supposed to do. He came into your life. He was only supposed to be there for a year. And even sometime with dates and hookups, maybe this person was only because I've had some amazing, beautiful dates, but it only lasted two, three weeks. But it was amazing, and it was a great experience. It showed me what I did like and what I didn't like, and that's what helped me get to know who the adult me was. So I think that you know, so I I, I agree with you to an extent. I do think again, it can rub that fine line of illness because mm-hmm. there's a piece of that that says, "What about me?" is not enough. Where you just so lonely to where you are not enough. You driving yourself crazy where you have to have somebody. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the people who are very conscious and aware, and they know. Okay, well, look, well, you know, I, you know, I, I would like to have a partner. This is what I'm looking for. I'm in. I'm at the at the space to where I'm complete, and I want to share my life with somebody. And I don't mind going in and out of a relationship or whatever because I'm I'm trying new things. I'm learning who's going to be that forever. Some guys will be longer than others, but hey, it's whatever. Jamal Jamal said <laughs> he sent me a message. He said uh, a partner is not a psychologist. Um, I agree with you on that. So I'm going to ask, uh, there was another um, supporter who just sent me a message, and they said, how do you guys feel about being in a title-less situation? Meaning you guys don't have titles. <laughs> y'all together, but y'all don't have titles. How do you guys feel about that? Um, Antonio, let's start with you. And I'm going to do it It's funny you want to start with me because I've been in that situation before. Okay. Um, where I've been with someone, and we've seen each other 
every week, um, spent time, dates, did things together, um, consulted with each other on different things, but there weren't any titles. And how I feel about that is the only time you'll you'll do something like that is if you don't want any expectations because of because of a personal uh, of something a personal reason within yourself. And the reason that I did that was because I felt like I still wanted to do things and I didn't want to be questioned about them. So I had so I feel like that that was like you know in the my younger years, but that's why I did it. Okay. All right, um, Dorian. Um, I think I know this firsthand. I've been, I've, I think I've, in my life I've only been in like one relationship, but that was my boyfriend. But I've been in a couple of titleless relationships, and I think my issue is that I, I have a hopeless romantic spirit to where I tend to even fall in love in those situations, but the other person still understands that it is like a titleless relationship, mm-hmm. and then I always leave broken hearted, and it just it sucks. Like, but I don't know how to get beyond it. I don't, I don't. Like, cause I think my thing is that when you're in a when you're in a titleless relationship, I never like you can't really ask questions, you can't really have expectations, mm. and like, and I think that's why a lot of times people would even prefer to be in it. Like, yeah, you can come over, we can have sex, we can go out to dinner, we can do everything that you do in a relationship, mm. but because I'm not calling you my boyfriend you can't ask me anything. And that was always my problem. Like, we would always do, we always did things that was enough for me, I guess, because it kind of gave me the idea of a relationship. But when it came to where, well, I didn't hear from you Friday through Sunday, Mm -hmm. I can't really ask that because you're not my boyfriend, you know? Right. Exactly. And and, and I love that because that was a conversation. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, there's an example. Someone, I had to tell someone this very recently, um, and my thing was, you're 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 doing whatever with this person, but you you guys are not boyfriends, you're not lovers, you're not any of that. But you're always together, da 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 da. da but you have not you have not deemed this a relationship. So maybe I was wrong. I, you guys can call me out. You call me out on anything else. So you can call me out on this, you know. But I had to let them know. I said at the end of the day, that's not your man. So if you if so if so if he goes and somebody's up in his face or you know um, he's acting like he's single or what or you know doing at the end of the day he is regardless of how much you guys talk about it you have not deemed each other in relationships so I think that because you don't have that title because you haven't said we are lovers there's a there's a certain limit or there's a certain boundary that you just cannot cross I, you can't even get bent out of shape about it because again you're just dating. You're, especially if it's not exclusive. So, you know, I, I think – go ahead. Is this the worst one at last? You said what? Is this worse? I think it's also worse when it – because I know in my situation, I fell in love with the person that didn't give me the title to where when it was, when it was over, like, I can't really go crown nobody's shoulder. Like, you know what this was before you, you even kept going with it. So now that it's – and I and I think my issue was that once the person found out that I was in love with them, they kind of like abruptly stopped wanting to be in a relate, um, do what we were doing, and I, just the rejection. And I think it goes back to what Trey was talking about to the mental illness because it's really, I'm not, I don't think I don't find myself to be insecure, but I really, I never thought about it like that. Like it could be like a mental illness to where my brain mm. is. I don't really, I don't really trust. 
I don't really trust things, like, even when it's good, because, I mean, it can be good and still be nothing at the same time, you know, like, men or just in relationships in general, you can go have sex with them, go out of town with them, go on dates with them, meet their friends, and it still be nothing, and they can just drop you like it's, it's nothing, because you don't even have the title. This is Mm, so you so you so you feel like with without having the title, it it kind of just doesn't keep them there. Yeah, they don't keep them. Like you can't you, and it's just a silly person would build. I guess I was silly in it, but a silly person would just build a relationship with someone who don't even want to commit to them, and or don't even want to, I guess, put themselves in a position to where I can't ask you anything, and they know that you can't ask them anything. That's why they do what they do. Mm. Well, you know what, Dorian? I think someone has a question for you, and I'm going to bring them on the line. So give me one okay. second here. <laughs> All right, top caller from 786-8069. You are on the line with Candid Conversation. Uh, give me your name, where you're calling from, and your question, your comment, please. It's Jamal. I'm in Atlanta. Hi, Jamal. And uh-huh. <laughs> what's up? My question is for Dorian. Hey. <laughs> so hey. I had a situation similar to what y'all talk about. Like it really just struck a nerve, like a titleist sort of ongoing thing. And my mm-hmm. question is for you, because I would be the person on the other end. Why didn't you speak up? Why didn't you say anything like you want to take it to the next level? Have like that hard conversation, that deep conversation with that person. I think my personal thing, my personal view on that is that I was just in my own sphere to where I feel like if I did ask them, then they would be like, oh, man, you you want something that I don't want, and then I would just lose that altogether. I think I was just kind of selling myself short to where it just came to the point to where they eventually realized, hey, this this guy really is in love with me. I need to really drop him right now. Because um, I thought about it many times, like, hey, can we can we take this somewhere else? But I just never wanted the answer. Granted, it could have been the answer that I wanted, but just because I think the mystery fear. is what kept me, like, yeah, the fear. The fear of it all, like, just kept me in it to where, okay, I'm I'm okay with what I have. And I felt like in my brain that I he spends all his time with me, so there's no other way, you know. I'll always make it spit moving to keep it going. And when it came down to it, it's just, didn't work out because he was able to. Okay, well, I don't want to be with you, and I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. So, yeah, he's well. He's able to move away from you freely because there was no real right. attachment. Like I'm the. I'm the. Okay, right. I'm the person on the other end, and all I was waiting for was them to open up a little bit more and to say a little bit more. Okay, so I did you say anything, Jamal? I did. I started it, but because of their fear, they would back away and distance themselves. Mm. Like if you start venturing into that that um, that region, that area of talking about things, they kind of start backing away and distancing themselves because I think the other person is so so far deeper in than you are. That they want to mm-hmm. just tell you, oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> oh, my God, yes, I want to be with right. you. Oh, I'm ready for this, this, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this, and that scares them because they've already made up in their mind a little bit further than they've gone a little bit further in their head and in their vision than you have. But you're not I say you're damned if you do venturing in there. 
I say damn if you do, damn if you don't. You, you might miss out on, on, on a sweet love thing if you, if you don't. So I say go ahead and whoever's out there, who is, who, whoever's in that particular situation, just go ahead and say it. You know, if, you know, and, and hey, if they don't want to, then so be it. You know, somebody somebody will come around for you, you know what I'm saying? But if, if both of you are hesitant, oh, I'm going to give you a hint, and you don't take it just yet, you know, it's like we, we don't got time for that. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and put it out there. This is what it is, baby. Take it or leave it, you know. And, and, and even if they're not ready for it, but you still love them and, or like them a lot and they like you genuinely, just, just kind of work on it. A little bit more and, and kind of massage it a little bit, see what happens. But if if, if the back is still hard, baby, then you know we're gonna just move on. <laughs> you're 100. You're 100 correct, Micah. Because at the end of the day, if they leave you when you tell them we know what you want, 90 percent of the time they're gonna leave you sooner or later anyway. Right. Oh, hey. It is but I think that goes on to the easier said than done. Like we all. It does. We all know the ideal way to do it, but it's just so much harder. Like, I knew that I had no business being in that. I knew that I had no business investing my time, my emotions in that. But it, when the times were good, they just felt so good to me. And I became a drug, and I just was addicted well, to it. You, well, you know what? I don't mean to cut you off, but it kind of goes back to my expectation conversation, so to speak, how you're yeah. saying you're going with the flow. Maybe now yeah. you, you can't do that no more. You know, you can still go with the flow a little bit, but – because you know how that felt then and you don't want that to happen to you again or whatever the case may be, just not really be so go with the flow with it. Because I'm a go with the flow type person on the weekends chilling out. At work, I'm not a go with the flow type person. In relationships, I'm kind of like teeter-tottering. It just kind of depends. So, you know, it's it's kind of like that thing now, okay, I've learned that that doesn't work for me. So maybe I need to just take a different approach in the event that that, that happens again or I'm in that situation again. So thank you so much, Jamal, for that. Appreciate it. Jamal is a former Real raw and uncut, as well as candid conversation um, member. Love him to death in Atlanta. So I want to re- I want to read you guys something in this four zero four. Oh well, you... hold on. I want I want I want to go on this. I want to go on this. What's, what's, oh, I'll be you... quick. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I think that um, a lot of points on the whole titleist thing, but mm-hmm. um, and I swear I don't go against the grain just for the, my for, for my health. But I think that I there's think a big difference do. between titleist. I, I swear I don't. <laughs> I just went, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so there's a huge difference between titleist and definitionless. Um, me personally, um, I think titleist is the way of is the way we should we should actually start going um, in in this new generation of people, you know, getting into relationships and coming into our understanding of who we are and this and that. Because I think when you go into a titleist situation. And if you really love and care about that person and want to be with that person, it actually forces you to define what you and that person are doing for yourselves versus conforming to what society tells you that is supposed to be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So right. in terms of uh, a boyfriend, society tells us what a boyfriend is supposed to be. But what society, what works for society over the past 10,000 years may not work anymore in 2015 for different people and, and especially these new millennials and the way that we live and we work and we play and this and that. So I think that sometimes it forces you to define it for yourself. I love Titleist because I don't care if you call what we got going on, if you call it hamburger, if you call it a, a, a relationship, a partnership, a spiritual connection, whatever, call it whatever you want to, a, a, a peel, a, a light bulb, call it whatever. But this is the definition. This is what we do, and this is what we don't do. So I think that, for me, titleist doesn't matter. It's the definition that matters. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I want to read something um, I thought was very interesting. I want to get you guys' feedback on it. Um, 
But the person who wrote it is actually on this phone, okay? So um, I want you guys to mute the phones because I'm sure the person, once they start hearing it, they're like, oh, my God, that's me. And they may say something. So you can mute your phone and then unmute <laughs> when, I'm ready to, uh, when I'm ready to get your, um, your feedback. So I'm going to read it for you guys and, and the audience, and then we'll get your feedback. And, if guys, whatever your feedback may be towards this post that someone made, I want you to, um, to inbox me or, or whatever. Again, that's Micah Pierce, M-I-C-A-H-P-I-E-R-C-E on Facebook. All right, so it says, okay, here goes. I always, I always get, what are you looking for? Okay, their answer, number one, a business partner. We build something together. Our relationship is a business. Our ventures become joint. I help you with yours, and you help me with mine. Number two, full sexual disclosure. I don't care who you fuck on the side because I'm not interested in getting fucked regularly, and I get tired of the same old booty myself every night. But anybody you lay down with sexually besides me is, a, is strictly a nut, and we both must be involved in the transaction. Okay, that was number two, full sexual disclosure. Number three, full honesty and loyalty. No secrets, and no one can come between what we have and what we are working towards. And number four, Fun. Every day you must make me laugh at least once, no matter what. Okay? So, and they say, when I find a person that can fulfill this, then I will be open to a relationship or a marriage. And just FYI, so I don't have to keep answering the question. This is subject to change without notice as I grow, age, and mature. So you guys can unmute your phone. <laughs> so that was. <laughs> so someone, someone posted that. I don't want them to respond just yet. Um, so uh, I, I just want to I, I want to hear what you guys have to say about um, about their list of what they're looking for. They're looking for a business, you know, a business partner. You know, you got to get full sure. disclosure, honesty, loyalty, and fun. Go ahead. Well, well, I remember reading that on Facebook. Okay. And I remember that even though I didn't agree with everything they said, what mm-hmm. I admired and respected was the transparency and the honesty of mm-hmm. what they were looking for because not many people are willing to put that out there. Most and definitely. The, the fact that they were willing to put that out there spoke volumes to me because there's no surprises. What you see is mm-hmm. what you get. All the cards were laid on the table. You can't come back later and say, well, why are you doing this? No, you knew this already. Mm-hmm. I told you this is what I was looking for. So, And I think, you know, it was, it was amazing to me, actually. I, yeah. I actually read it like three times because mm-hmm. it was, Refreshing. It was refreshing to see that type of honesty that is so missing these days. That's right. Okay, Antonio, what you think about it? He 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 hit it with a hammer right there. Um, I didn't agree with you know everything that was on there, but like he said, the honesty. You you can't get upset about something that's already in black and white. I mean, okay. So it is what it is. Oh, what about you, Dorian? <laughs> so we already know who we think. <laughs> so what about you, Dorian? <laughs> I I agree with it as well. Um, I mean, I agree, but I agree with them as far as the honesty. Of course, the things on there not first day, but that goes on to where I, I makes me believe that most people are not really meant to be monogamous. I think that society has made us believe that that we're supposed to be monogamous. And granted, mm-hmm. there are some people that do want to live that life, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that most people want to be. Any, and you find that the people that are actually in the long, loving relationships, they usually follow all those rules. Okay. I, I agree with you on that, Dorian, because 
at the, the part that I'm sure most of us didn't agree with was, you know, the whole full disclosure on the sexual partners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my reason for not agreeing with it is not thinking that it's wrong or anything like that. My mm-hmm. reason for not agreeing it is just because I know I couldn't handle that personally. Gotcha. You got to be strong. Not, you got to be, you got to be strong. Yeah, I'm not tooting my, because, you know, we all, we all do, you know, and like the person said, we all do get tired of the same you know, we might get tired of having the same person every day and every night. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just me knowing me mentally, knowing me mentally, I wouldn't be strong enough to have my partner, knowing my partner went out there with somebody else and coming back mm-hmm. to me. Before and that's the- just me, but I'm not looking down on anybody who did it or who would go with that. Do I want to bring the situation up? I heard this a, a long time ago. This person, <laughs> this <laughs> and this man, this is not me, okay? Uh, when I say no, I'm not talking about because the person who wrote this was Trey, so we'll talk to him in just a second. Um, but it was like the the whole the the threesome thing with the lovers and all of that. And I when I I don't know if I thought it was profound. I don't want to use that word, but it was the situation really quickly. And I want Trey to, to chime in. Was they the, this person went to a to a, to have with two lovers. And so, you know, it was amazing bomb. Woo, 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 you know, it was really good. And so they was like, oh, hit us up in two days. We're going to do it again, right? So they said, okay. And they went home or whatever. I guess it was a Friday. So Sunday rolled around. Baby, they are ready. They're like, oh, we're about to go. We're about to do it again. I can't wait. You know, I'm about to do it with these two guys or whatever it can be. That are lovers. And come to find out, he was like, okay, what, what's going on? Why they ain't take me to that? So he's like, whatever. So they end up. One, the, the one because he did exchange the number with one of the guys. So the one of the guy the guy sent a message back to him and said, um, days later he's like, hey man, you know, sorry, da da da. He's like, but we are gonna have to cease conversation. And he was like, okay. He was like, well, you the one got my number said you want to do something again two days later and you didn't hit me up. He was like, well, we both were really really attracted to you, like really really attracted to you, like we felt like there was a connection there. And we just not really trying to even go go that route because it might venture into something else. So we just gonna just we, we just gonna say you know lose. He's, I think the way the person said it was just lose my number. So I kind of thought it was profound in the sense because it was like okay, you guys realize that you know hey this could probably go somewhere that we don't. But I also on the flip side of that I feel like when you open that window when you open that Pandora's box so to speak you know you never know what could possibly come out of that and so I think that's why a lot of people are fearful of that but I love the fact that Trey you were honest in saying that um, because I like we've all said if more people are were honest about their stuff we probably wouldn't have all these people cheating and, and doing this because I've been in a situation where I had a lover that was just ten years ago that was just he just loved having sex. I mean, just a sex maniac. And, baby, I'm not a sex maniac. So he was out doing his thing. And during that time, I'm 19, 20 years old. No, I'm not trying to uh, I'm not trying to have mm-hmm. multiple people in my bedroom, you know. So I, I, I get it. It's kind of like a catch-22. It's really to each his own. So, Trey, are you here? <laughs> Trey? Did Trey hang up? Oh, he got me on mute. Trey? Well, I guess Trey said, "Baby, y'all don't out of me." <laughs> no, I'm here. <laughs> uh, I'm here. Okay, I'm, here. Okay, I'm sorry. So, I, so had, I had put my phone on mute. Okay, oh. so, so, so when it comes down to the business partner, we love that we talked about that. Full honesty and loyalty, we love that we talked about that. Fun, that's great. Let's talk about this full sexual disclosure. Like, how how do you how do you um 
Let me ask the question first. How do you uh, approach this number two to whoever you're, you know, dating or whatever? Because, like, how do you open that conversation up? And how is it? How is it normally received for you? Okay, so I guess before I answer that question, I really need to explain what full sexual disclosure means to me. Please go because ahead. the way some people are um, receiving it is not. And this was a, a problem with my post actually once I once I made it. Um, <laughs> a lot of people gave me some really interesting feedback. Um, and a lot of people were like, I mean, it almost started a few arguments. Like, bitches in my inbox mad at me. You know, so like, my man tripping I think that this shit is cool. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, wait. Y'all took what I was saying all wrong. So, I mean, to start, the, the overall um, reason behind the post was mm-hmm. I wanted people to understand the differences between the different types of relationships, whether it's uh, a marriage, a domestic partnership, a boyfriend, all those things are totally different. And I think sometimes we run those together. Okay. So the second thing was I wanted people to be honest about what it was that they're looking for once you understand what the differences are and then okay. be able to say, you know, I'm not looking for a, uh, a marriage. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for a partnership. I just want a boyfriend. Or, you know, what? I'm not interested in a boyfriend. I want an actual partnership. But I don't okay. want my partnership to be monogamous. I just want a partner, somebody to be loyal, you know. So that's why I kind of started it off the way that I did. So now okay. going into this full sexual disclosure thing, mm-hmm. um, what I was trying to say was, was not that it's okay for my boyfriend, lover, whoever, to just go off and fuck whoever he wants and just tell me about it and everything is okay. No, and I didn't you know, say that. I, I, you said no, but some people, yeah, think, you, some people think, okay, well, he's saying that as long as you just, you know, do that, it's okay. Like, right. you say we both must be involved in the transaction. We both must yes. be involved in the transaction. Okay, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so where I'm coming from, and this, and this is just, and again, that's why I also put that disclaimer at the bottom that this is just where I am today. And yeah, keep in yeah. mind that as I grow mature, that this can change. So, again, where I am today is I've had some failed relationships. Mm-hmm. And those failed relationships came out of result of uh, people not being honest and doing a lot of cheating. And I realized that at the age that I am right now that I'm going to meet people that are at the same kind of crossroads as I am. You know, you are, you know, you know you're getting older. Uh, you know, we're we're losing parents. We are, you know, losing grandparents. We're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, uh, uh, those kind of splits in relationships, and now we aspire to have some of the things we saw in our own households. Mm-hmm. We're good in our careers. You're having, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm at the age where I want those kind of things on one hand, but at the same time, now that I'm getting older, making my own money, living a certain kind of way, driving to the club in the bins and the range, you know, doing all of that. It's like, shit, I got bitches on my jock that ain't never looked at me before. You know, I've got a little body and shit now. So wait a minute. You know, mm-hmm. boys that never looked at me before are looking at me now. So shit, this is my opportunity to sow my royal oats. So <laughs> Maximize on opportunity. So I see uh, on both hands. And at the mm-hmm. same time, I was in, I've, I've gotten in relationships where I see guys at, mm-hmm. at the same crossroads. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Not saying that it's, you know, okay, not okay, not trying to say one is better than the other, but it's just real. It's just where mm-hmm. a lot of people are. And I think that as a man, the best thing that I can do is be honest with whoever and be transparent. So for me, I just wanted to be like, you know what, look, let me be honest with myself. You know, it was it, it was actually really inspired from Tyrese's, uh in uh, in Baby Boy when he told Yvette, look, I love your ass, but from time to time I fuck other bitches. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> I was like, you know what? 
Mm-hmm. Something about that is very real, and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am. From time to time, look, I wouldn't mind having a lover or a partner to snap, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to want to fuck you every night. And at the same time, I don't want a boyfriend that's going to just be an open hole every night for me to just roll over and dig into. Sometimes let's have some fun with another person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there are mm-hmm. certain things that you would want to do to a hoe that you don't want to do to your man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, I respect you and I love you. I can concur. To do certain <laughs> things to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do. Certain things are reserved for that person. Certain things are not. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a person that, you know, I'm very passionate, but I also <laughs> like to be very aggressive sometimes. And sometimes, you know, I, I have a, and, and I'll share this. I'm an open book. You know, mm-hmm. I have a fetish for mm-hmm. um, uh, choking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in my relationship, I don't want to do that to my man. I, I, lo- I, I couldn't do that to my man. But to a random date that I just want to climb on their back, Mm-hmm. And and explore my fetish. That's what mm-hmm. I want to do. Okay, you know, so, you know, we all so, have so, yeah, we all have different fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will be an open book. You know, hey, it is what it is. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, Antonio, you did. Yeah, we all have fetishes. Baby. Uh, we we. I'm not even going there. Okay, so I think for me, right. Um, I'm a person just like everybody else. You know, I may be this person on social media and pageants and the gay community, but we all like what we like. And you know, I like the full disclosure, the full sexual disclosure, because I think that that's something for me that I've toyed with mentally, um, with um, wanting to do, or I, I think eventually I could do that part. And I've always asked anybody who's listening to this ever dated me or talked to me or whatever, like, I've always would ask that question, like, would you have a threesome with your boyfriend? Would you have a threesome with your lover or whatever, your man? And they're like, ugh, no, da, da, And that doesn't turn me off because I'm cool with monogamy and just that being that. But, I, you know, in my mind, my what's that uh, What's that movie that came out? The uh, the Grays. What is it called? Um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, like, I, I, may, mm. I may have that. You know, that may come, you know, every now and again that I want to explore. And it's like I don't want to be with no nun. I don't want to be with somebody that's just, like, so restricted that they can't really just, they don't want, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, no, I can't do that. Mm-mm-mm. You know, so I always ask that question because I think that eventually, as I'm in marriage or whatever, I may want to just, hey, if me and my baby going to, to you know, Lion France, which I'm, which I'm going next year, I can't wait. But, you know, we're going to France or we're going to the Bahamas or whatever, we we may we may go to a pride together. I don't know. And like I think Kobe said in one of my shows, and somebody else said, "Hey, we may go and we may want to find somebody, and you know, we do what we do, you know." And I I I don't mind being with someone that I think I'm both. Like I don't mind with being with somebody that is just straight monog you know monogamous and and believe in that because that's great and I, I'm all for that. But who's to say two three years down the line I may say, "Hey, maybe I don't have the same old, you know. Let's let's kind of play." But have some type of boundaries and rules and you know all that kind of stuff when it comes out. Exactly. And, and, and exactly. That. And that, that's exactly what full, full sexual disclosure was about for me. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like, and I'll tell you guys this story because I don't think anybody's gonna know who I'm talking about. But I have this guy that I dated who I was absolutely in love with. But one, he had a humongous dick. We're talking about 13 inches. And then mm-hmm. two, he had he had a fetish for peeing. He wanted to pee on me. Mm. And it was no way in hell I was going to let this nigga pee on me. And two, I was never going to just sit there and take that kind of dick every night. It just was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I could be in a relationship with him, 
I was scared that because he had this fetish for peeing on people, I was scared that he's gonna cheat on me and go find somebody else gonna do it. And then find two, somebody else to I was scared. <laughs> and then two, I knew that there's some bottoms out there that would love to have something like that digging into them every two hours, not just every night. Right. So for me, I said, you know what? Let's compromise. I'm gonna take it sometime. But you're not gonna piss on me. That's just not gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. I can't. I can't let you pee on me. Maybe we in a shower, pee on my feet. You know. But it, it was just. <laughs> I, it just was not. You just. You just not gonna just. I mean, you know. You know. That's gonna mess up our sheets. It's just. No. I just could not. It was. Just, I just. Could, but I said. You know what? Look. We can have a threesome with this boy who wants to do it. We can go to his house. And could piss on her if that's your fetish. And he was so happy that we did it. And I'm telling, and, and I'm telling you, I did it. We did it. Me and my lover at the time peed on the boy. And my lover, he was pissing on his boy and kissing me the whole time. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm with this nigga. He is just nasty as hell. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I thought about it. Well, shit, I got fetishes too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, so and, I mean, and, you know. and everybody has fetishes, and 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 you know, some people may scrunch like, ooh, this that, and the other. But you know, everybody has them. And then as you get older. In your years, and you know, especially the way that the world is just advancing in our in our community, is how open, sexually open people are now. It's like you just have to accept it. You know, now that don't necessarily mean you have to do what they do, but you know, it, people have their own. If you really think about yourself, there's certain things. It could be just the the smallest of things, but it could be it could be it's a fetish. It's it's something that you require that you love, or you know. So you know, to each his own. You know, but but I, I say as you get older, you know, people become open minded. So I love that. We have 14 minutes, so what I'm going to do now, I'm going to, I'm just going to, um, people have been inboxing me, people have been um, pressing one or whatever, so I'm going to let them, I don't care if it's something that we talked about long ago, we don't have much, so we don't have a long time, so we may only get to one or two, but um, our first question I want to ask is, everybody on the panel, um, in regards to what we were talking about with, with Trey's post. And there will be a there will be a part four next week. Um, I'll see if these guys are available. If um, if one or two or three of them are or not, you know, we'll, we'll, we're definitely going to have four guys to, to to finish what we have because we haven't even gone half through half of the topics that that we have for tonight. Um, so uh, the first question was in regards to uh, the monogamy. Like, does everybody feel? I guess they want a clarification on does everybody. Um, well, other than Trey, is everybody kind of like monogamy that they don't get down with the whole, you know, I would say the threesomes and all of that in relationships or whatever? Like, is everybody pretty much monogamous when it comes to that? Definitely. Well, for me, I've never, I've never been in a situation where I have not been monogamous in a relationship. But being that I thought about what has been said, um, you know, I too have fetishes, and being that what some of my fetishes are, I could appreciate a situation like this. Appreciate your wedding. Like, okay, babe, I can't do it, but let's find somebody who like all that. Right, right. Okay. See, I told you, you learn something new, you leave, you leave somebody always going to leave my show thinking a different way, baby, I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Okay, what about, um, so Dorian, I think you said monotony, right? Yes. I, I think, well, Personally, with my first relationship, we did try to bring that third party in, mm. and it it was fun, all three of us. But then after, I, I I'm going to blame it on me being young, but I then cheated on my boyfriend with this boy after the fact, and I didn't oh. feel guilty about it. So going forward, I just feel like I can't bring someone else in because nine times out of ten, I probably would have never cheated on him if I did not already know what was 
what what the session was going to be like. So and see, do, and see, I just Dora, can't you, bring. You, somebody whoever whoever was out is out there and listening. That's kind of like you know what I may try that. As soon as they heard you and what you did, they say no, baby, don't worry about it. I'm good because they <laughs> they don't want they yeah. don't want because everybody did. not good. To, to let you know, everybody's right. not going to like your friend. Everybody's not going to have a situation like your friend to where it's like, hey, I, I want to see them. So I just don't even try to deal with it. And then, Danny, you said you just, you just the type of person that you are, you're just not going to be able to – you respect it, what people do, but you just can't get down with it. I can't, but, again, like Antonio said, you know, in hearing Trey explain it further, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it changed my mind, but I understand more. <laughs> Oh, you, understand you know, okay. I under I understand more, and I can I, I get it. Okay, so you get it, but right. if if, if approached with the you're in a relationship three years, and your and your lover comes to me and say, "Babe, you know, let's let's talk a little bit." And y'all had that pillow talk, that pillow talk that Trey likes to have with his with his mm-hmm. mate. Okay, he comes to you and he, and he says, "Hey, baby, let's 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 explore this." Or I'm thinking about this. You know, I'm not trying to turn you off or nothing, but. I mean, is that something that you you possibly maybe could entertain? <clears throat> when you say it, when you say it like that, uh-huh. you know, I'm years always down the line. Real good. <laughs> yeah, when you say it like that, and you say yeah. years down the line, mm-hmm. I, it's something that I probably would, in a sense, in my in my opinion, the way I'm feeling now, I would have no choice but to possibly entertain, mm-hmm. because if they're having those thoughts, if I say no, they may still go out and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And if you really love somebody years later down the line, you're not going to leave them just because they came to you and were honest with you, are you? That's true. That's true. Okay. I like that way of thinking. Uh, oh, my God. Now, um, this person, they're from Alabama. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. Y'all, y'all get get Alabama too much. Okay. What's, the, what's wrong with Alabama? Nothing. I'm just joking. But look, um, let me get, y'all give me two seconds. I mean, two seconds to read this. So who are the person that said that? Okay, I'm just gonna read what they said. They said back to jumping from relationship relationship to relationship, and it says to to whoever the person, whoever whoever it was that said they wouldn't mind jumping from relationship to relationship. I think that was Trey. Do they think the reason for the failing relationship is because they're not taking time to discuss whatever the reasons or the reasons are of I guess of it, of it failing and apply it to future ones. I think I actually talked about that because every failed relationship should have take should have key takeaways that should work to your advantage in the future relationship. Yeah, I think we um, kind of discussed that. Um, the, the man from Alabama. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, even with Trey saying, you know, I understood what Trey was saying, but you know, my thing was, you know, fix you first if you have those issues before going into the next. So we kind of discussed that. But thank you so very much. Um, let me see if I have someone else. Um, okay, I'm going. There's somebody that has a question. I'm going to. You know what? I hope they have a quick question. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Look, I have to see how how long my closing is because baby, if the closing is is long. Uh, okay, I can get them in. So, Erico 904. Last four is 2845. So you're in Jacksonville, or you're somewhere down there. Um, nine oh four. Okay, never mind. They they hung up. So they say, Oh baby, no, I ain't got no question no more. Okay, three five two, area code, three five two, last four is eight eight two seven. I'm bringing you on, baby. Three five two eight eight two seven. Get ready. All right, you are now on the line with 
to talk with Mike and friends, candid conversations. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, your question or your comment, please? How y'all guys doing? My name is Nico. Um, this is my first time listening, and I'm from Gainesville, Florida, but I now live in okay. Atlanta. I just moved here today, and I found you guys out by some some highway. But anyways, I like the show. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Okay. I'm a supporter. Um, Thank you. I kind of want to – it's not really a question. It's kind of like more of my thought on the show, and I just want to give my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Just the whole ordeal about relationships and the title and mm-hmm. details about it. I just want to throw a couple of words at you guys that struck my mind um, as I'm listening. Um, the words mm-hmm. are schema and compromising. Okay. Um, schema is organized patterns of thoughts or behaviors that organize categories into information and relationships among themselves or among them. And compromising mm-hmm. is, of course, settling and accepting and getting weakened by accepting um, other people's thoughts or deals. Mm-hmm. I personally want to say that when it comes down to, like, finding a title in a relationship or defining a relationship, it's all about schema and how you make a connection between what you perceive and what this is between me and this other person. And mm-hmm. that's what we tend to mess up as 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 males in this particular society, this lifestyle, is that we automatically jump the gun sometimes and we make this mm-hmm. connection that, okay, well, we hooked up this one time and we're hooking up again and we're hooking up again. We're hanging out. My friends is his friends. His friends my, we're together. We're married. You know, we're going to have five kids, you know, a trailer home, and we're going to shack up and all this stuff. Like, we quick to jump the gun and create schemas on things that could be perceived as you're just my fuck buddy or you're just my mm. friend. And that's where I want to, like, kind of throw these words out for those who are listening, is that don't confuse things as, oh, well, we're going to be together because we hook up twice and just that third and create schemas that is not the same as the illusion of what's going on. And the other word, compromising, is just don't settle. Like, if, if you don't feel something is right, don't settle for it. Of course, you know, the picture may be, glorious and glamour, gilded with gold, just don't mm-hmm. settle for it. You want more than gold. You want, you know, same form and, you know, same riches, stuff like, you know, don't settle. Keep striving. If you want something more out of him, don't settle for what he's giving to you. Giving you, I'm sorry, giving you, ask for more. You know, if he can't give you more or say, I'm going to give you more, then obviously it wasn't worth, you know, suing from the beginning. You know where you lie. Mm-hmm. So, that's, mm. I just wanted to say that. And keep, well, you know, thank keep you doing so your thing. Oh, no, thank you. I really appreciate it. What was my – give me your name again. It's Nico. Nico. Okay, so, Nico, this is what I want you to do. I want you to inbox me. Do you have Facebook? I do. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to inbox me, Micah Pierce, M-I-C-A-H-P-I-E-R-C-E. Um, I pick, if you're not my friend, my picture is the one with me, my mom, and my dad. Um. Inbox me or whatever because I would love to have you on a future show. I really love the way you're thinking. But, again, thank you so very much for showing love, calling in, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. All right, y'all. Take care. Good night. All right. Thanks. Good night. See you soon. All, all right. I love that. That was thought-provoking. I love, did y'all like that? Mm-hmm. I really like what you think. He, he, he took a lot of some of the thoughts that we had, and he just took it a step. And he took it together, right. Yeah. Step, step, yeah. Step, 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 right. I love that. I love that. 
So thank you, Nico. Thank you to everyone. Again, this we had not even covered half. I mean, we were just going to talk about friendships. I have some good questions about that. We're going to talk about social media. I had a lot of good stuff about that. We're going to talk about sex because we really haven't even got into all of what I want to talk about in regards to sex. So we will reconvene on next week, Tuesday. And I'll get with the guys and see who's available. We'll go from there, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, what I want you to do, I don't want you to hang up. I want you to listen to the closing of the show. It's only a minute and a half. Listen to the closing of the show. Um, Guys, just hang on the line for me, and we'll be right back. So hold the line for me, guys. Can everybody still hear me? Am I still alive? Mm-hmm. Okay. So so now so now my computer wants to freeze. But that is simply okay. So this is what I was actually going to say. This is what I actually was saying in the closing, um, really quickly. I don't don't know what's really going on, but um I first, you know, want to thank everybody for um, you know, being a part of tonight's show, for taking a part in the Candid Conversations Part Three. You know, I really hope for those that were listening tonight that, you know, we really sparked the conversation and you will get with your friends, your buddies, your sweet things or sweet nothings and start having open and honest conversation about whatever. Um, like I did say before, we will reconvene um next week. Um I also, um, very serious, would like to send my condolences to the Boykin family up in Newburgh, New York. Um, this time, this very day last week, I lost a very dear friend of mine and coworker, um, Annette Melvin Boykin, and I just want her to know that I will miss her. I will miss her infectious laugh and spirit and um I thank God that we had the opportunity to know each other for the last five years. And as everyone knows, you know, I like to end each episode with a quote of the week. And this is this week's quote, and it's about karma. It says, when a bird is alive, it eats ants. When the bird is dead, ants eat the bird. Time and circumstances can change at any time. Don't devalue or hurt anyone in life. Don't devalue or hurt anyone in life. You may be powerful today, but remember, time is more powerful than you. One tree makes a million matchsticks, but only one matchstick is needed to burn a million trees. So be good and do good. And to everyone, until next time, be blessed.